I was strangely followed by an Alcoholics Anonymous group on Twitter the other day, and I was like, well, I, I guess I'll take a follower. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Were they dwarves as well, though? Because there could—I wouldn't—it wouldn't surprise me if there was a group of dwarves who were just like, uh, "Men, we—we—we've got to—we've got to change things. We can't do this anymore. <laughs> that mead—it's not—it's yeah. not helping us. It's not helping our wives. It's not helping anyone in the mine." Yeah, it's. Uh, I imagine. I never imagine. Well, I imagine that would eventually happen, or someone would question it. Like, why do you call yourself Soberdorf? And I didn't want to go into the whole, well, it's a contradictory thing that I think fully evaluates who I am as a person because I can go from both sides of it. Uh-huh. So, so I just like, well, it's because I don't drink and I'm kind of short. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but what I need to know though is, is, uh, I don't, I don't have any idea what I, we, we know what you, we, we now establish what your race is, but what's your class? I like to keep that a secret. That way, I can surprise people by the lack of class skills that I have. Okay, you're so you're gestalt. Okay, we'll, we'll just <laughs> DM let you slide his, on that his one. His class is working class. <laughs> so can I be drunk giant? I I I guess. I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, I'm not like Man Mountain or anything, but. <laughs> You know, might be mildly inebriated, slightly shorter than average man. Because I'm your average uh, man. Oh, yeah, by normal? the way, David, David uh, Sade says hi. Hi, Sade. Via, via the Skype bots. The Skyperizer. This, wait, wait, okay. <laughs> she just said it via Skype to me, and I'm transmogrifying it via my words to I, you. I, I figured that was the case. You didn't have to break it down into such a confusing method. Oh, let's break it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lucio. I hate Lucio so much. <laughs> I do. You playing as? You just hate him in your party? You hate him playing I, I as don't, him? I don't like his character design at all. He's he, He's like the most generic character out of all of them. He's Jet Set Radio guy. You know you know how, like, you play Zarya, and Zarya feels like she's Russian from the ground up? You know what I mean? Like, she is Russian through and through. Everybody's Russian. And I wouldn't you, know. I only play I only play Battleborn, Dead Ballad. And you, <laughs> so who's Lucio? No, you don't. Lucio is, like, positive black man is his character. Those are his traits. He's 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 all about positivity and he's black. And he also has he also this, has this, rhythm. This is an Overwatch he's, thing? Yeah. Okay. He's the Eddie Gordo of Overwatch. No, that's that's an insult to Eddie Gordo. <laughs> See what I was pretty thinking sure, the, I was thinking the opening sure. gag for this could have been like you two trying to get the episode started and then uh, it turns out that I'm playing Overwatch still, and then it turns out that that Sober is still also playing Overwatch. <laughs> so with that all established, welcome one and all to this magical land called Undercooked Analysis, the show where there's no actual food to be undercooked, but all of your hosts are probably half baked in some way. How's, that for, how's that for an intro? 
out, uh, outside the outside the fact that it violates the whole sober part of my character pretty good. Oh well. <laughs> no, you you are drunk on overtime. I am need to go into rehab for overtime. I'll say that. <laughs> you have a problem with it. <laughs> so I'm David. Hi. Over Hello, there. David. Thank you. Hello, David. Hi. Over there, the 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 person who just said that last that was that was Alan. Hello, everybody. Hi, uh, Alan. Somewhere, somewhere in the middle, the strong, silent type, dead palate. I, I would say I am not silent. Hi, dead palate. <laughs> and uh, joining us tonight is our very special guest, Sober Dwarf. Hi guys. Hello. For Hi, those... Sarvadorf. <laughs> For those He's of you here to tell us to tell us about his uh, girlfriend. Right. Well, former girlfriend. I swear to God, <laughs> she's real. Oh, not me. Um... <laughs> the, the one uh, in Canada, so... right? Yes. The one you keep saying is in Canada. She is in Canada. That okay. we have suspiciously never seen pictures of. I can fucking... <laughs> you must not be on my Facebook very often, then. <laughs> oh, I thought, that, I thought that those were just you and drag. <laughs> I do make a very pretty lady. But... There's been a whole bit about this. But, uh, Sober, <laughs> I've, I've heard uh, that your girlfriend uh, is in my family. Oh, I... Because your girlfriend's dead. Oh! <laughs> you got owned. You know, now... <laughs> your girlfriend's I sli- dead. I, I slightly regret making this joke, because I know that someday I might get a girlfriend, and someday she might die. And I want to look back on this episode and be like, what have I wrought? <laughs> <laughs> Memo to your future self. Don't get a dead girlfriend. <laughs> or else Fun. she won't stop messaging you on Facebook. Hey, how about that yeah. for a segue? There's that, uh, there's that Louis C.K. bit where uh, he was talking about how he hates like people who update update him with like every aspect of their lives. And it was like, getting on the airplane, and he texts them back like, good, I hope it crashes and you die. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he gets a call from them that says, we're about to take off. Take that back. <laughs> <How is she? laughs> no, I really hope it happens. And then he's... <laughs> says, how would you feel if that actually happened? <laughs> Louis' line that I always loved is like, are you kidding? I would gladly trade your life for knowledge of my powers. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it turns into the plot to uh, Final Destination. <laughs> for real. You know, my favorite uh, my favorite Louis C.K. bit that, I've, that got me in tears laughing was when he was talking about the time he was out in the woods and, and how much he hates bats. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that is honestly my favorite thing. And for some reason, the line about he's like, I, I just hate him. I hate bats. And and don't even get me started with that thing where it's like, oh, but but Lewis did. Don't you know that like bats make like all the French toast in the world? He's like, no, I don't care. <laughs> I just, I, 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 this is turning into our favorite Louis C.K. bits. <laughs> um, I just I just put that mental image in your head for a second though. Just this cute little bat flying into your room like I made you French toast and it sets a plate of French toast in front of you and flies away. 
Is Everything adorable. bats do is mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite Louis uh, C.K. the cable bit is um shit ass pet fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you know shit ass pet love fuckers. That one. I I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't tell it here, but some go Google shit ass pet fuckers. <laughs> Every time I hear it is like the first time I'm hearing it. You, you know how like when you hear a comedy bit, you like get desensitized to it. I have never gotten desensitized to that joke. Every time I hear it, it's the first time hearing it, and I lose it. I feel I feel like everyone has a bit like that, and I can't remember the specific bit it is. But Donald Glover has a stand up special called Weirdo. Yeah, yeah, it's and great. There's one joke in that that I laugh at every time. No, it's when he's talking about the homeless guy punching him in the face while he was on voicemail. All right, spotlights on you, sober. What's your favorite Louis C.K. <laughs> uh, the first one that always comes to mind and makes me laugh is the bag of dicks one. Oh yeah, that one's yeah. Because Louis C.K. is not just a comedian. He's like a philosophical major because he makes me question my own life. And it's like, yeah, you know what? He is right about that. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. So now that we've gotten the uh, customary rambling out of the way, do we do we want to talk at all about uh, how uh, Sober's dead girlfriend keeps messaging him on Facebook? My girlfriend, Emily, died on August 7th of 2012. You can't say that. That, that happened to Sober. Should it? Uh, I mean, he... Wait. He could have had a girlfriend you, that... You dated Emily, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, this is awkward. I think we all dated Emily. Oh, man. Come on, so, Emily. So, man, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, have you ever experienced any, like, itchy, burny sensation? <laughs> Only uh, all the time. <laughs> just me, or... So you, uh, you guys knew about Emily's reputation, and you guys used protection. I was just raw dog hitting that shit. <laughs> <laughs> raw dogging is a term that doesn't get used enough <laughs> <laughs> just in, in everyday conversation right yeah <laughs> just just using uh, it in places where it's not applicable you're by like it's a like, can yeah i need i needed to go do uh, my laundry down down at the uh, laundry mat and i threw my clothes in there raw dog <laughs> Oh man! I, uh, so, I was, supposed to, I was supposed to do that surgery, but we were out of gloves, so I totally just had to raw dog it. <laughs> so, guys, is she also messaging you? Is it not just me? There's a Facebook group for your dead girlfriend. <laughs> you know, I just picture all this being being said around like a canapé like table at like a par- fancy party or something, and it makes it even better. <laughs> whole raw dogging thing. Um, so I, I went to make coffee and I was out of coffee filter, so I just raw dogged it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just slang for any time you do not have some sort of barrier that you're supposed to have. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bling. Oh, guys, guys, I just I just received another message, and it's it's worse than the others. Uh, she was involved in a three-car crash driving home from work when someone ran a red light. She was dead within minutes at the scene. Oh, that's so weird, because uh, we've been dating for five years at that point. She wasn't big on the idea of marriage. It felt archaic, she said. Gave her a weird vibe. But if she had been, I would have married her within three months of our relationship. She was vibrant. The kind of girl that would choose dare every time. I think Emily's kind of a slut. Um, <laughs> she was always... She was, she always was, she was a vibrant kind of girl that would choose dare every time. Who would raw dog it every time. (laughs) (laughs) She was always happy when camping, but a total technophile, too. She always smelled like cinnamon. That was a side effect of her condition. Yeah. Um, But honestly, that being said, she wasn't perfect. She always said something along the lines of, if I cark it first, don't just say good things about me. I never like that. If you don't pay me out... (laughs) If you don't pay me out, you're doing me a disservice. I got so many flaws, and that's just another part of me. So uh, this is for M. The music she said she liked and the music that she actually liked were very different. Her idea of affection was a side hug, and she had really long toes, like a chimpanzee. Give me that Christian side hug. That Christian side hug. Real quick. Uh, is carket a slang I'm not aware of? Urban I've, Dictionary to the Rescue. <laughs> I've never heard uh, the term carket before. I've heard, you know, I, I think of who framed Roger Rabbit. You know, the rabbit cacked him last night. But that's hmm. the closest I can think of. Because my brain is just thinking this girl is crazy in well, making up words. If I raw I mean, dog it I, first. I think I know what carket means. It's like. We didn't have a car, uh, condom, so we totally had a carket. <laughs> well, according to a... If I carket wiki... first, don't just fleeb good things about me. I've never blown that. <laughs> according you... to Wikipedia, carket, or kark was a strong expletive used by many species throughout the galaxy. It is It was very fluid and could be used as a derogatory modifier or a standalone word. So Karth is a super fucking okay. Karth. <laughs> Getting into some KOTOR here. Let's just talk shit about Karth. If I yeah, KOTOR at first... Well, yeah, fuck Karth. Okay, so... I know. I know that that's tangential. But I don't feel right without having an idea of what she was like. M had been dead for approaching 13 months when she sent me, when she first messaged me. Now, hold the phone, because we've been kind of joking our way through this whole thing, which is what we do. Don't get me wrong, it's what we do. But I want to talk, I want to first do this whole section and talk about, is this working for us so far, guys? How are we feeling about this story? Uh, it's, it's so much set up at this point. That I don't know if it's good or bad. Ah. It's not. I don't think that there's been any wasted space. If that's what I you're mean, asking. With a title like that, I can only wonder what's going to happen. But well, yeah, it's a, it's a shitty title. But we wouldn't click on it if it did. If it had a better title. Well, it's a, it's if a it co- had a cool title like she smelled like cinnamon, 
with something like ambiguous and cool like that, we wouldn't click on it. So it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Well, it's a it's a no sleep title. It's a clickbaity title. Yeah. What are you gonna do? It also kind of comes across as a. Sorry, it comes across more as someone trying to recount the tale, like someone explaining it, rather than necessarily trying to write a creepypasta. Right, which is, again, if you go by the no-sleep logic, that's supposed to be the aim, is that every the presumption is that everything being told is true, and I know that's kind of supposed to be the impetus of creepypasta in general, at least the good ones, but in this case, that's what the, the that's where it's it, it's supposed to be uh, going from. Um, yeah. So if it's trying to do that, then yeah, I kind I get that that part of it is is working. So. Uh, real quick, uh, top definition: cark, to die, as in carcass. Oh. I mean, I figured that that's what that meant. If I carcass first, don't feed me to the vultures. And there was stunned silence. Okay, so I, if I if I am not breathing, uh, make sure that you try and resurrect me, even if you don't have a mouth guard. Just give me mouth to mouth, raw dog. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of this episode can, is going to be decide... me, is going to be me shoehorning in raw dogging it. Can we decide right now that Kark? is slang for an erect dead penis. <laughs> like, um, rigor mo- like rigor mortis? Yeah, like a, like a rigor mortis dick. Like I got a cark on? <laughs> we already talk about my penis too much in this. We don't need to be talking about... <laughs> well, apparently, we don't need a specific was... word for my penis. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, that could, that could anyway. be like it's... That could be like a specific spinoff of Dead Pouch Jackoff Corner. Dead Pallet Kark in it, live. <laughs> <laughs> and then the live is ironic. There you go. Oh, that's oh. good. It's got layers, man. That's, uh, uh, the that are we talking smart. about my penis? Because I'm circumcised. She... <laughs> it's like, oh, I think... Like an, I... <laughs> So on September 4th, 2013, Emily sent this message. And this is a screen grab, so etc. Oh no, this is this is part of a like a long chat, etc. Uh, all right. Who wants to be Nathan? Who wants to be Emily? Well, we've already discussed that Nathan. Alan is really good in the dress. Oh. That's true. All right. Alan Alan's Emily. So, I guess since I guess she was my girlfriend first. I'll yeah. play the I'll play the role of Nathan. Alright, Nathan. Go for it. Alright, so the screen grab kinda cuts off in the beginning like it was just taken from something, but etc. But you're not a plaque on a wall. This gives me more closure even. Fuck, we're nerds. I'm still finding your hair ties everywhere and your bobby pins. I'm actually fairly sure that they're breeding. Some of them still have hair on them. September 4th, 2013. Hello. Who is this? It's really weird receiving messages from Emily's account. Question marks. Okay, well, 
in the future, please send me messages from your account, even if you want to discuss her page. Hello. Susan, you're on Emily's account. I like how cheerful Alan's little hello is. He's like the neighbor who who stands there with like a with like a pla- uh, like a plaid shirt and like a he's got a cardigan. He's got like a, a, a constantly cap watering on. the lawn. He's no you you got a rake. You're raking autumn leaves and you come and be like hello top of the morning to you. Does, does he smell <laughs> like cinnamon? If he does, then Emily's been here, but uh, I don't know. I'm fairly certain. I was going to say earlier, she smells like cinnamon, sounds like a Chris Isaac song. (laughs) I'm sure sure that Alan smells like alcohol right now. I'm sure he smells like uh, Johnny Walker Black Label, which you can listen to now on Midnight Snacks. Oh, man, what a fucking smooth ad you put in there. Smooth like Johnny Walker Black Label. Go oh, on, man. So this is an ad for Black Label, just to be clear. <laughs> not, I, the, uh, not the, not the, not the Scotch whiskey, but the Alan's Alan story that he just wrote to the same. Uh, didn't just wrote, but just narr- did for Midnight Snacks. Oh man, is that outlet naked? Because that is one shameless plug. Chow could get electrocuted at how open that plug is. He better raw dog that plug. <laughs> yeah. If the baby died, wouldn't it just raw dog put that fork in the outlet? You're really raw dogging these comments in here. We've gotten oh. this far through through undercooked analysis without making a dead baby joke, and now... <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. Who's reading next? It's me. This is where it began. When it began. <clears throat> I, had be left e- I had left Emily's Facebook account activated so I could send her the occasional message, post on her wall, go through her pictures. It felt too final and too un-Emily to memorialize it. I share access with her mother, Susan, Meaning, her mother has her login and password and has spent a total of three minutes on the account, or total on a computer. After a little confusion, I thought it was her. November 6, 2013? Hello! Let's hit up Green Trail this Sunday. <laughs> just, just to clarify, it is marked out green. It is not just green. <laughs> It's not right. the Hulk's. It's the Hulk's uh, nightclub. Green rail. <laughs> Let's hit a blank Nathan. trail this Sunday. Nathan, who the you're... fuck is this? The wheels on the bus. Please tell me who you are. <clears throat> a very roundabout conversation. <laughs> I received confirmation from Susan that she hadn't been on M's profile since the week of her death. M knew a lot of people, so I thought it was one of her tech-savvy friends fucking with me in the worst possible way. So, again, this... I realize the struggle with this story for our podcast listeners is going to be that um, there's a lot of pictures involved in this one. Yeah. Most of them are screen screen grabs. We can describe what we're looking at. 
Most of them are very, very not safe for work. Like this one I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Um, who wow. wants to describe it? I'm trying uh, to give a picture of a... here of, from Facebook of a guy and his face is marked out. So he is not raw dogging it. These were not raw dog posted to to uh, the the creepypasta wikia. And it's just like showing him and then another picture showing him holding a bottle. Is that what that is? Yeah. And a PS3 4 controller? And there are white squares by his face in either of them. And there are like Which three little old dots. Facebook in ta- are those three little dots supposed to be like a spooky face? Oh, the one in the doorway so. back there? Yeah, there's like a doorway back there and there's like blackness and then there's three little dots. Uh... And I can't tell if it's supposed to be a spooky face. I don't think it's supposed to be a spoopy face, but it's now I can't unsee his spoopy <clears throat> face. Okay, if, this, if next para- this next paragraph explains what the deal is. This is spoopy face. This is spoopy face. Spoopy face. Spoopy face. Spoopy face. Spoopy face. If it's a spoopy, if it's a spoopy face, and I know you're about to get to that next paragraph, Alan. I'm sorry. I just need to say, but the the little boxes that are like you know identifying a face in a picture are yeah. floating over nothing. So where the spoopy face is. There's no box floating, so it can't possibly be a spoopy face. <laughs> Around February 2014, Emily started tagging herself in my photos. I would get notifications for them, but they'd normally be removed by the time I got to the picture. The first time I actually caught one, it felt like someone had punched me in the gut. She would tag herself in spaces where it was plausible for her to be, or where she'd usually hang out. I've got screenshots of two from April and June. These are the only ones I've been able to catch. So they're a little out of the timeline I'm trying to write out. Around this time, I began to lose sleep. I was too angry to sleep. This is a good, solid concept. Uh, And there's nothing about its execution that has been fucked up at this point. Um, I think unless the story shits the bed... I'm going to go ahead and give it an early rating and say I like how this is working out for us. Me too. Yeah, same. I'm liking it too. Actually, we didn't... Has anyone read this before? Nope. Nope. Actually, I have. Okay. All right, don't spoil it. I'm going to reserve my my full honest opinion until the end, but this is the the first time I've done a deep reading of the story. It's the first time I've raw-dogged this one, so I mean... (laughs) Definitely don't spoil it because I want to know what happened to my oh, girlfriend who keeps keeps sending Facebook messages to me. I, I have the future, rock, I have future vision. Three other dudes. I have future vision, so it's just what happens. All right. So it's my turn. Your turn. She would tag herself in a random photo every couple of weeks. The friends who noticed it thought it was some kind of fucked up bug. I found out recently there have been friends who have noticed and didn't say anything about it. Some of them were even removed. Some of them even removed me from their Facebook friends list. Rude. At this point, you may be wondering why didn't didn't you just kill your Facebook profile? I almost wish I did. I did for a little while on days when I can't get out of there. It's nice to have friends to chat with. It's nice visiting M's page when 
the little green dot isn't next to her name. I was already socially reclusive when M was alive. Her death turned me into something pretty close to a hermit, and Facebook and MMOs were, are, my only real social outlets. And now we're at March 15th, 2014. Um, I think now is a good time to mention that there is another uh, Facebook-based creepypasta called Facebook Friends, I believe. Uh, and that story, I thought, had potential uh, for for doing something cool because there aren't a whole lot of uh, Facebook-related creepypastas, which is sort of weird because it's a big social media platform, um, one of the biggest, and... Man, that story is just not nearly as good as this one. So maybe we should tackle that one at some point. That might be interesting. Um, Compare and contrast. Did this one come first? Because if we're... um, I think this one came after. Okay, because this is... If what you're saying is... Because I'm finding the execution is is, is working with this one. So I I I found it. I did. I tried to do an ARG for college utilizing uh, Facebook by making a fake person, a fake student at my college. And unfortunately, like Facebook really knows when you don't exist. Oh, they're really good at picking up on that. And so that ARG really shit the bed. Dang. <laughs> unfortunately, because Facebook was like, motherfucker, you don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyhow. All right. So, another screen cap of Nathan. Why are you doing this? Why do you keep tagging her? I sent what I assumed was M's hacker a message. On March 25th, I got an answer. <clears throat> Hello. 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 <laughs> This is actually devastating. I don't know why you enjoy doing this. OMG, cinnamon scented candles. Go to hell. Why are you doing this? Oh, it wasn't until a few months after going through these chats that I discovered that she was recycling my own words as well. My. Oh. Re- oh. I, I, I want to pause it just a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. I love those last two parts of mm-hmm. that screen cap. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. where, where it's just like the 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 off kilter responses, besides yeah. the hellos. Yeah, it's very itchy, tasty. <laughs> I, I know exactly what Dead Pal's saying too. <laughs> as as do I. Is there is you know. Uh, well, we could we could always save that plug till the end, but you could always talk about it now for those who don't know about. If you don't the... know about the Keeper's Diary. The Keeper's Diary is a landmark moment in video games in Resident Evil One, when there is a diary of a person who is turning into a zombie in the mansion. Uh, it is shows the descent into their madness and their thought process, uh, and how they just kind of lose it and it's very important in video gaming because it tells you how to 
have lore built into your story where they, people have to discover it. And it's not through cutscenes and it's not through uh, exposition. It's through finding this dialogue in a little diary. That's so, kind of what I was talking about earlier with Lisa Trevor. Yeah, Lisa yeah. Trevor's cool. Yep. And that's they kind of, that's why the remake is really really good. Let's save that plug until the end. And <laughs> my response Ooh. seems kind of lackluster here. Oh yeah, my response seems kind of lackluster here. I was intentionally providing him slash her with emotional bait. This is actually devastating to keep them interested in their game. I was working off the assumption that that the kind of person who would do this is the kind of person that thrives on the distress of others. I was posting in tech forums trying to find a way to find this person, contacting Facebook. I needed to keep them around to gather evidence. I had even changed the password and security details several times. Hmm. Cleverbot. Cleverbot has stepped yeah. in. So we are we are still moving forward in time, uh, by the way, which is kind of cool because I noticed these keep getting dated. So it's like we're getting sort of regular updates. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and that, that kind of makes me worried because I don't want it to be 1999. Yeah, good thing we're in, good thing we're April 16th, 2014. So I received this. Why are you doing this? We should make our own jam. JFC Samantha face. <laughs> <laughs> It's a meh face. It's a meh face. Meh face. Nah, different. No chance of passing. No chance of passing. How many? Garage side door. Side. I. Asterisk. No chance of passing. Ooh. Oh, I, I love that. Love the wording on that. You yeah. got it. It starts making you wonder, like where it's what parts of uh, past conversations it's grabbing this stuff from, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it's did all out we, of. Did we get information on how she died? She was in a. Yeah. She, she was hit by a. She was hit Our by a car. car. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. And I want to kind of just call out this little moment because normally it right now it kind of looks like word salad. We're just like, oh, we should make our own jam. Nah, different. No chance of that. And that's really easy to just kind of overlook it as the word salad it is. Up until you get to that last part where it's I asterisk, which typically signals someone made a typo and is correcting it. Mm-hmm. Then immediately after that's no chance of passing and it just kind of hits you again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's I mean, I think we can all we're all coming to the same conclusion here, which is that uh, Emily from Beyond the Grave is trying to message you, but can only for some reason use things that have already been said, and she finally hit on uh, things that would allow her to convey her message, and mm-hmm. so no chance of passing. It's kind of implying that you know she got hit by a car. Yeah. 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 So anyway, just pointing out the absurdly obvious. Well, yeah, like, but I, you know, it's important. That's what you do. 
in analysis, you point out the absurdly obvious, right? And yeah. the not so obvious as well. You point out yeah. everything, everything ever. You peel it apart like a fine with a fine fine instruments, well, like baked well, beans on toast. You just you just got to raw dog the analysis. You can't just pick and choose. Ah. <laughs> I was God waiting. Um, I was waiting for that, but I wasn't going to take that. Uh, thank thank you, sober. All right. You're an undercooked you. analysis. We do not like cooking the pasta all the way. We like eating it raw dog. <laughs> <sighs> Is there such a thing as, as cooked pasta on this show? I mean, anyway. Baked beans on toast. <clears throat> I don't know. I just said, yo, ask Nathan. 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 I don't know what's happening. I don't know how you're still doing this. Please stop. Please stop. I don't know what's happening. I know what I discovered. Wait, sorry. Yeah. I noticed, uh, you know, there's the, where it says, yo, ask Nathan. It's got the, you know, it's got the uh, apostrophes. Yeah. And then there's the apostrophe at the end of Nathan, Nathan, but the third Nathan doesn't have the apostrophe at the end. Hmm. It's hmm. a small thing, but it's like, I'm noticing it this time. It's like as if it's kind of trying to, Get more precise with it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm I'm witnessing. All right, I hadn't discovered any leads. Facebook told me the location of her page had been accessed from. Uh, had told me the location where locations were, but since her death, all uh, there are all places I can account for my house, my work, her mom's work, etc. So, are we in England? Are we uh, in the UK? Like okay. I mean, uh, me response was uh, yeah. Uh, my response wasn't bait. Yo ass Nathan was an inside joke. That's too lame. Worth ex- uh, that's too lame. Worth explaining. But seeing her say it again was absolutely fuckling, fucking, fuckling, fucking <laughs> crippling. My reaction in real life was much less prettier. Her last few messages have started to scare me, but I won't admit, uh, but I wouldn't admit it up until this point. May 8th, 2014. I don't even have words for this. Uh, I did just want to point out real quick that <clears throat> there are some grammatically crazy things going on in that yeah. last paragraph. Yeah. Um, I, asterisk, I, asterisk. Minus 12. Minus 15. My jumper's in the dryer, and it's really cold out. Frowny face. Really cold out. Cold. Cold. Nathan. Please stop. I asterisk. Cold. Freezing. All caps. Some weird spaces. I don't know what's happening. (sighs) <sighs> freeze right, I'll, I'll take it oh no go, you yeah you take it you take it free easing is the first original word that she's question mark said this has given me nightmares that just won't end i keep dreaming that she's in an ice cold car frozen 
blue and gray. I'm standing outside the car door in the warmth, screaming for her to come out. She doesn't even realize I'm there. Sometimes her legs are outside with me. Whoa. Good, wait, what? That last line is cryptic. What is, does that, what? That, that is, <laughs> so, so, kind of call this out. I, the, at this point, even though we've seen some weird grammar, I think the author of this really knows what he's doing. So I don't think with that, we missed anything. Hmm. No, yeah. definitely. I think that, uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with those grammatical errors because they seem really out of place and they feel they feel unintentional, but everything else feels so intentional that it's kind of confusing. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, sometimes your legs are outside with me. That is bizarre, but I'm wondering if those grammar mistakes from before are supposed to be there in the same way that you put in mistakes just to make them, to make a story sound more believable. Like it's written by a real person. Right. Yeah. Anyway. We, we are so invested at this point, you guys, like I'm, I'm just in my mind, I'm comparing it to earlier. It was just like, ah, ha ha, Emily. And then we're like, Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, our facade of having humor has gone away, and you can say we're raw dogging the story. <laughs> yes. God, <laughs> fucking guys, the story is really emotionally raw dogging me. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah, she, so... she's she's uh, I'm abandoning that joke. It wasn't a good. I don't want to. I don't want to dilute raw dogging it, and that joke was going to dilute it. I don't want to. I I respect that. Fair enough. Okay. That's why other All people right. make it and not you. Uh, All right. May 24th, 2014. Nathan. I'm really drunk. I miss you. Whoever's on this account, I don't give a fuck. I keep coming home from work and expecting to see you at the computer. Shouldn't I be used to that by now? Emily, us let me walk. Hmm. I wasn't really drunk. Em wasn't an affectionate girl. It was always embarrassed to exchange her I love you's cuddle talk about how much we meant to each other. She was more comfortable with it when I was drunk. I pretended to be drunk a lot. Um... Her reply is was prompted me to finally memorialize her page, thinking it might put an end to this. It might seem innocuous in her previous message. It's from an old conversation where I was trying to convince her to let me drive her home from a friend's house. Uh, Oh. In the collision, the dashboard crushed her. She was severed in a diagonal line from her right hip to midway down her left thigh. One of her legs was found tucked under the back seat. Ooh. Oh, I think I think we might have gotten the answer to what was left with the why her legs might have been outside with him. Ah! Ooh. You see, I really like that. I mean, I know that this is a short story, so 
we get these puzzle pieces real quick and then it's solved relatively quickly and it's taking even longer for us to solve it because we're taking our time and pacing it out and discussing stuff. But just the way that this is forming a little puzzle that's solved as we go along is really gratifying and means something. Um, if we figure if, if the story ends with no conclusion on how um, these messages are happening, we don't need that because it's being successful outside of that. Mm-hmm. We don't need to know the mechanics of the ghost because we already have a rough idea. The, it, it knows its audience and it knows you know how a haunting is generally supposed to work, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really uh-huh. subtle, and I like that. It doesn't beat you over the head with anything. All right. All right. So we got we got another screen cap here, and if you look at this one's actually dated August seventh, twenty twelve, at five thirty six p.m. And we have learned previously that she died on August seventh, twenty twelve. So this was kind of going back in time. Nathan, hey, you on your way home? Emily, when you see this message, please ring me straight away. I range green. And they said they left, that you left at four. I'm starting to panic. I feel sick in my stomach. Please, please ring me. Emily, Emily, answer your phone. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Uh, going back in time these are the messages they sent the day she died she was usually home by 4.30 this alongside a couple voicemails is the last time I talked to her under the assumption that she was still alive you'll see why I'm showing you these these soon July 1st 2014 I got these messages today yesterday Emily Blank Memorial. Hey, you on your way home? Emily, when you see this message, please ring me. Straight away. Please stop. I rang green, and they said you left at five. I'm starting to panic. Please stop. Cold. Emily. Emily. Answer your phone. I don't know what's happening. Cold. Freezing. Ah. <sighs> Stunned silence. Who who wants to who wants to wrap up with this last uh this last bit here? Before the next uh, screen grab. I was going to say, go for it. I memorialized her page a few days after the message about walking. Until the day, she had been quiet. She hadn't even been tagging herself in my photos. I don't know what to do anymore. Do I kill her profile? What if it is her? I feel like I want to puke. I don't know what's happening. I just got a notification. I heard the alert sound. I'm too afraid to swap windows and check it. I check the alert. 
I heard it as I was compiling all this together. This was the message. And we have a picture of uh, what appears to be a computer screen through a, a really narrow like slot window in what might be a door. I believe so. And um, it's like it's taken from the outside, like someone's take it, taking a picture of that through that window. And that's the picture that Emily just sent, the Emily Memorial just sent, followed by Emily Memorial saying... Freezing. That's my door. That's my computer. I got the message three hours ago, and I didn't check it until now. Now I'm legitimately scared. I have no idea who took this photo. Credited to Nate S.W. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Woo! Boy! Wow. Oh, yeah. man. So, having given it a deeper reading this time, I enjoyed it, like, way more. And I'm glad I didn't say anything. Yeah, it's been a while since uh, I've we've, we've read a story on Undercooked Analysis that's this good. Like a yeah. good long while. When was the last time, do you think, was the last one, like, good one we read? Uh, of this caliber, I think Pale Luna. Mm. Probably uh, Pale Luna. Yeah, that is also my favorite creepypasta, so... Pale Luna <laughs> is super good. It's damn good. <laughs> I'm, glad I, uh, I'm glad I found that one and gave it to everybody. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> um... I, in my opinion, I'm going to go back and cheat this a little bit. I think the last really good one we read collectively, as in you uh, you and me at least, or any of us here, um, uh, was it The Lights in the House Below? I like that one. Yeah, that was good. Um, it's not, it's not, I mean, obviously this one, this one takes the cake in a lot of ways, but I mean. It takes the cake in terms of. Uh, giving you an arc and not a satisfying conclusion. And that, I think, is something people grapple grapple with a lot and fail at, is how do you have a story that is, one, believable, uh, something that could happen in real life, two, has an arc to it that has a conclusion, and then three, have that conclusion be uh, satisfying without giving you all the answers you want. Um this story navigates those problems very effectively. Yes, it does. It yeah. also, it also tr again, it trusts its audience. It, uh, it's just presenting the facts as they are. Um, the little anecdotal things that our, our, our narrator throws in, Nathan adds to the story, are there to en enlighten you to the situation. And whenever they're put in, they're put in at the right times. Like, uh, it's also a very creepypasta thing to say... Um, you know, blank is an inside joke that I'm not going to explain because it's not worth it. Uh, if if you're, you know, this is we're slicing into this person's life and getting a little glimpse of their life. Um, it's it's obvious that there are going to be bits about it that don't fit the story. So he's just like, yeah, this also means this, but we're not going to go into that because it's not important to the story. So what are you going to do? Are you going to edit that out, or are you just going to explain like? That's an inside joke, so ignore that part. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing you would do is be like, 
this, I'm not going to edit this out and lie to you. This just isn't important. Mm-hmm. And the story, I think, does really well because it really only gives you the information that you need rather than all what... Because some people would just over-explain stuff. They'd kind of get lost in their own little nuance and kind of filled with their own idea of what they, how they want the story to be. And if you add too many of those, at a certain point, it builds personality. But if you keep going, you kind of lose that nuance of... You kind of get lost and you lose the audience because... Now they're having to take in all these different facts. Uh, yeah, I think that that's what happened with Happy Happy. Uh, <laughs> um, our, our narrator in this story is very uh, grounded by a simple motivation, which is someone is playing a really sick joke, and I have to figure out who's doing it. And that's that's a motivation that an emotionally fragile person would have. And this person is is telling us all of their emotional fragility and explaining that this thing is really deeply affecting their lives, uh, life and upsetting them uh, and upsetting other people who were in Emily's circle. Um, it's a believable character um, for, for the little glimpses that we get of Emily uh, from her, her old words and everything. She's uh, very much so a, a believable character in just these little glimpses. Um, I it's it's really well grounded, written believably. I, I really like the story. Me too. I I agree. The, the one detail that stuck out to me that made me think, oh, this is really good. The whole thing where he's like, I'm really drunk, I miss you, and then he explains he wasn't really drunk. And yeah. that was, like... I, I had a moment where I was like, I've kind of done something like that before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, how much does yeah, how much does empathy play with this and kind of getting you involved and immersed in the story? Because when I... I feel like there's a lot to empathize with here. Oh, yeah. It... You know, it doesn't make light of anything either. He's just, again, he's he's giving you the facts. It sucks uh, right from the beginning. You're like, oh, shit, that sucks that, one, someone, you know, died this way this young and that it happened not that long ago. It's someone significant. It, it also... And then... It, and, a, and bit then of a, a little bit of unreliable narrator here. It, it seems like he's not even willing to tell us how wounded he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, but that's the thing is you can tell it's it's very clear that he's not explaining how wounded it is. He, he is. Yeah. His writing uh, reeks of that uh, desperation. Yeah. And, I, and he doesn't know it. Exactly. Oh, man, I'm, I'm loving this story even more than that. Now we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, same here. I mean, like I said, I remember reading it before and going like, oh, yeah. This was, uh, I, I, it didn't, I, it had, it had an effect, but giving it a really close reading, I think really, really changed it. Plus it's, it's, it's dark. And the thing is like, I don't, while I don't find the story, I mean, and this is the best thing about this story to me is that I don't find it scary. I find it legitimately like haunting though. Like, yeah. you, you know what? I didn't find the story scary either until the end. The end is actually scary. That's like, yeah. oh. Yeah. And that is, honestly, that's probably the hardest thing to do with an ending, because if that would have happened any earlier, 
or midway through the story where there was a picture being taken, I think that would have lost me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's also great that the story is clearly about Nathan trying to accept that Emily's dead. And it seems like um, everyone around him has accepted that Emily is dead. Uh, And this thing is, is happening to him. And he's like, he he's like knows that it's a sick joke and that's that's the assumption that he's working under but he wants to believe that emily is still around and that it is emily um and so he he's grappling with this like memorializing her page because that's accepting in his mind that she is gone and uh not long after he accepts that she's gone is when he gets that picture and that's very haunting. Oh yeah, it's legitimately so like, it's legitimately chilling. And the best part about it, you you still don't really know exactly what's going on. Like that that's the that's the best thing. Like it's such a simple thing, but this is I think a really good example of in in writing and how you present your story about how much how less is more. You could describe so many things in excruciating detail, and I've, I've come, come we've come across so many stories in our time that do that. But this one, it does so much with so so little, and it does it in such a smart way, so that when you get to the end, such a simple thing as this picture just makes you built on everything else. It's just like, oh no. Oh, a small thing, but it's something we've actually talked about in a lot of other stories, uh-huh. and it does it right here. He doesn't say he's scared till the very end. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't blow that wad we always talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he does it correctly. Um, the the I am legitimate. I'm legitimately scared. Sounds so much better than all the other stories where like, oh, it's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Uh, it's the scariest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. Also, also saying uh, it was strange. It was unnerving. It was, um, what are some other things like that? Uh, you know, just trying to say, like... Unsettling? Unsettling. Uh, feel feel these feelings. And it's like, mm, well, you made me feel these feelings. Uh, this yeah. is a person just telling us, like, I... Here's I what's happening. Fucked up, right? Yeah. And, and, like, let's take out the supernatural element of it. Let's say that this is uh, someone hacked into Emily's account and is just uh, being a dick. Um, that ch- this st- doesn't you change still, the you s- impact. You st- it's still yeah, you still have a sociopath outside your room with a camera taking pictures of you. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, regardless what yeah. happens, is it's that unknowable factor. Is it a ghost? Well, if it's not a ghost, then it might actually be worse. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> if that's... A, if that's Emily for real, then that's really sad, but it's Emily. It is your yeah. girlfriend and she's watching you masturbate. <laughs> she's watching you raw dog it. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, but yeah, and just again with the screen caps of how they did that and how they I think at the very end of each screen cap I'm kind of looking over them. They just punctuate so hard with a like a punch in the gut that it's very well paced in that regard. Because as soon you get hit in the gut, then by the time you can start to breathe again, you kind of get you know back on the comfortable. Then it just hits Emily hits you again with 
So they're like, please stop. I don't know what's happening. You're like, oh, I, I'm sure anyone listening to this probably heard that, ah, oh, at the end of every time we did that. And I think that's yeah. that is amazing storytelling if you can get that reaction out of it. Every single screen grab is used to, like, great effect. The ones that always kill me the most is, like, when, all caps, the word freezing comes in. Yeah. Just, yep. Oh. So. And, that, and as far as we know, that's the only word that she's She ever formed actually, on her own. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh. and, and, and then it comes more frequently over time. Like, it, she says it, it's only ever done three times. And the third time comes right, you know, the the rule of three, the third time comes right after the picture through the doorway comes up. And that mm-hmm, yep. makes it even have even more of a punch. And you know what? It's, it's kind of hard to describe here, but when you read it holistically, um, w- one thing that's important about the rule of three is making it not look like you're using the rule of three. Yeah, and something something about the way that this story is set up, and the way that the information is flowed to you, it doesn't feel like you're getting uh, the rule of three, even though you are. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Okay. It's it, it, the whole thing. It, it, it's uh, so it's so organic. I just guys, intrepid listeners and casual listeners alike, this is. The new, well, maybe not the new, but I feel like this is a gold standard right here. This is a story that you look at its craft, and this is the kind of craft you should aspire to if you want to write these kind of stories. Have have this kind of, find a way to get this kind of subtlety in there, and have the small bits that you can add, have them count, and you're good. And we, I believe, the entire collective here, I mean... I mean, I know I know Sober has just joined us, but I know the entire collective here is pretty well versed in the realm of creepypasta, and especially you know myself, Dead Palette, and Alan. We have we have been through hell when it comes to <laughs> evaluating this stuff. And, oh, I mean, you, you you could say you've been rogged dogged by the creepypasta. God damn yeah. it! Okay, <laughs> I I'll give you that one, but. To, to, so when when something like so so we're pretty jaded as it comes we're we're we we see something that might other people might go okay that was okay and we'll be like no and here's why I mean yeah. as a means to try and get people to improve their their craft this is why our my mission statement with this has always been never never shit all over the author never say anything bad about the author because the author can always have a chance to improve the author can always look back at the work and improve upon the work. So for us being us to have this story actually like get an emotional visceral or even like like genuine like this this is going to stick with us this story that's something that's something really impressive and um I'm going to jump ahead to the freshness rating real quick like 1000% like it's been cut from the field and it's been set in front of you and you're gonna make the best darn pasta you could ever make. You just this is make farm. It to, this is farm to table pasta. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know how that works, but I'll agree. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fair. Just... No, I will say that whoever wrote this 
didn't need to look at a recipe book, but did not go even a grain under or over the exact amount he needed to make this good. This I would, is... I would get. What were you gonna say? No, go ahead. I, I am going to rate this a raw dog out of broken condom. <laughs> oh wow! I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> you know what's great mm-hmm. is I'm I'm looking at. I, I um, sorry, I'm looking. I at... would this. I would give this a. A turns out she's into it out of a broken condom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I'm looking at um uh Nate SW's uh Reddit comments um about this story and he's responded in a few places and he stays in character. He never breaks it. Okay, like he's responded to kids. other people on the No Sleep forum where he posted it. And it's great. Take a look at those yourselves if you get a chance. And you know what? He probably responds, but he's probably done with the story. Well, the last so that you know well, what I mean. Like he's he's probably done updating the story, right. unlike 1999, which will never be finished. <laughs> yeah, he's done, but he <laughs> or happy happy. Yeah, but it was what's what's great reading this is looking at these. That it hasn't updated. He hasn't updated in two years, but that doesn't matter. The story's finished. And anything else that comes after that is just keeping up the facade. Hmm. And I, I admire that. It's things like responding to something that says, like, I should be scared. I've occasionally opened a heart. Just fucked up. It's very not me. Um, <sighs> and I... Ugh. Oh, yeah, that's... Hey. Hey, do yourself a favor. Go read this one for yourself. Maybe you've been reading Absolutely. along with us. Um, go experience this one by yourself before you go to bed with the lights out by yourself. If you have a, a little window in your door, that'll make it even better. I'm on a second <laughs> floor and I'm scared. <laughs> um, wow. This. Wow. I just want. I just. I just want to keep talking about the story. I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, but we... Welcome to part six of the uh, undercooked analysis discussion. <laughs> of, uh... um, do we... We are an hour 12. <laughs> we dedicated so much time to... We dedicate so much more time to so much lesser caliber stories. It's, it's not fair. It's... Let this be a lesson to you all. Go out and write stories. That are like this. Not exactly like this. Write your own stories, but learn lessons from this, please. For the love of God, we're going to read them so, at some point. Actually, to be fair, any time we read garbage stories, from what I can remember, our after analysis was, sucked! <laughs> and we're just yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. We're... Well, that's, be- that's because we read long... At- the, the, the stories that we've read that are bad are fucking long, and we're fatigued by the end. No, we still have we still have more we still have more energy. Mm-hmm. We're still good. Oh, I, I, I'm oh we still should probably yeah. do you our plugs somewhere. now. Let's do <laughs> let's do our <laughs> yeah let's do plugs right now. Um, I'm you... plugging one my Patreon. I have a Patreon now. By the time this goes up, 
Yeah. Uh, supporting me within the first month is the best time to support us. Because uh, it gives us more money. It gives <laughs> us, like, what is it, like, uh, $50 for getting 30 patrons? Yeah, something, something like that. So- something like that for both me and David. Yeah. So for every, like, let's say you just give me a dollar, then that gives us $3 net profit. So that's nice. If we can get uh, it within a month of of the of it launching, and there's more, mm-hmm. there's and, uh, increasingly growing rewards, that would be a huge boon for both of us, and we will find a way to return the favor um, mm-hmm. to you guys like tenfold if we can, because and, we love we love you and we uh, appreciate all the support you've given us so far, regardless. But also give Dead Palette money. Yes, uh, <laughs> and because David doesn't pay me enough. And by that, I mean he doesn't pay me. <laughs> someday. Um, someday. Uh, and uh, also, The Witching Hour is now on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, the best time to watch The Witching Hour and listen to them is now. Because when you listen to uh, stuff, when you watch stuff on YouTube, uh, the amount of views it gets in the first day kind of determines aspects of how it functions later on, from what I understand. And so the best time to listen is as stuff is going up. Um, there is another episode of The Witching Hour coming out soon uh, for the month of October about a specific urban legend that's really cool and interesting. You should go uh, listen to that when it's out. I'm sure if you're following me on the various platforms, you'll know as soon as that comes out. Uh, go watch The Witching Hour. It's really good. Yeah. But... I, uh, I listened to like six or seven episodes of The Witching Hour at work last week. And yeah, good stuff. I'm on there quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I've been really like, good. I, this like that's glowing praise from everybody here, and I've all I've been on the show a couple times. Uh, and that's not uh, just me trying to get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> because I am a whore. <laughs> well, Wait, as we have established. Are you? Let's say, were you? Do you smell like cinnamon? <laughs> Why do you think we I've had been drinking Alan... fi- I've been drinking Fireball. <laughs> Why do you think we have had you, have Alan you been, play Emily? Have you been chasing that Fireball with anything? Um, no. <laughs> so you've More been hitting fuck. that Fireball raw dog. <laughs> I've been raw dogging the Fireball, Jeez. man. <laughs> <laughs> Straight from the bottle. Oh. Uh. Um, I just want to say, in addition, yeah, Witching Hour is great. Say it in the gang. They do fantastic work you should go give them a listen uh, if you enjoyed this one and you care about writing creepypasta they are a podcast for writing creepypasta that's specifically not writing creepypasta about. not writing creepypasta writing horror period or just for creating creative cre- horror fans creating horror in general i just listened to them uh do their um 24-hour comics challenge that was interesting yeah yeah so um you you uh you you guys you gals, you did good. I'm proud of you, just for the effort, <laughs> effort alone, and that you documented it too. So thank you for that. Uh, Alan, do you got any plugs? Uh, yeah, I, I did a thing on this channel. We talked about it a little earlier. Yeah, we did. Uh, the first bit of horror I've ever written, uh, and I put the video together myself. So if you guys wanna. Go ahead and watch or listen to Black Label and maybe leave me a comment. Let me know what you thought of it. I'd super appreciate it. 
with any luck, uh, Alan will share more of his work, uh, either with through us or through his uh, his own means, which we will gladly gladly share with anybody who's interested. Who knows? Maybe that is a thing that will happen. Maybe. 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 Also, if you want to give me money, I don't have Patreon, but I have a PayPal. (laughs) (laughs) But Alan will let me know if he decides to get a Patreon. That way I can do the dirty uh, money deal with him, too, as well. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Patreon put it out there, and uh, disappointment... Patreon's Patreon's kind of a middleman. You really want to go to my PayPal if you want a raw dog. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and uh is, is, are you are you good on the are you good there on the plugs uh, uh go go watch go go watch alan hour if you haven't yeah, done so do already that. go go listen I mean, to feel like it <laughs> go go listen to uh coffee and pie and uh, uh yeah you do that too yeah, so those are those. Alan are drinks rumple mints. Alan drinks rumple mints. <laughs> Dude, my birthday was a fucking nightmare. Aww, let's let's not have any traumatic flashbacks. Let's let's instead switch gears and and uh, talk to talk to sober dwarf. Sober. Sober drink rumple mints. Sober drinks rumple mints. <laughs> yes. What would you what would you like to share with the class? All right. Well, people who listen to this might be interested. I don't do creepy pastas, but I do talk about creepy games sometimes. You actually might have heard Dead Palette contribute to one of my videos. I did a video, two videos actually, talking about survival horror and how that exactly works, how creepiness works in a game form, and we dissect it. We probably offended some people so i'm sure i did <laughs> yeah i totally edited it to make you <laughs> as heelish as possible <laughs> i was trying to make myself look good in comparison but if you're interested in that, check it out and i do more than that i talk about difficulty in games i've recently done a video on god hand which turned out really well if you're if you need a little bit of a palate cleanser then I also have a Patreon, but check out the videos first, see if it's something you like, and then yeah, it will direct you that way. Don't yeah. just ever blindly give anyone money. See if they're yeah, especially, worth your time and effort, and then give them money, if you feel like it. Especially me, because I'll just take that money and raw dog it to whatever. <laughs> Jesus. This uh, raw by the way, contributing tri- money no, to me... Not. Contributing money to me guarantees I will tell you exactly what I spend it on, no matter how fucking stupid it is. <laughs> Guys, I bought a lockpicking kit on eBay. <laughs> Alan, why did you buy an entire collection of antique kazoos? Because, you know, <laughs> kazoo I can. <laughs> and, Alan, uh, why, did you give me, why, why did you give me a book on a romantic novel on polo for Christmas? <laughs> Because I've bought like 400 of them. <laughs> uh, well, good night, everyone. We'll see you all Everyone's getting for Christmas. Everyone's, everyone, Alan, you give Alan money, Alan will get himself many nice things for Christmas. And then say thank you. I'm sure. But, guys, he, won't, but he won't wrap the presents. Yeah. Guys, I just got a, I got a Facebook message. 
Oh no. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.